I want to go to uh, CNN's Bryn Gingras. She's following Donald Trump's civil fraud trial in New York. The former president, I take it, Bryn, uh, taking the stand just a little while ago to answer questions about the gag order he's under. What's, what's happening in the courtroom? Yeah, well, so this is taking the stand not as someone to testify, but in response to that gag order that was issued by this judge earlier in this trial. Now, let me back up just a little bit to explain what happened. During one of the breaks, the former president went into the hall room, as he usually does, and made some comments. And what he said in those comments was that he called the judge partisan, and he said the person sitting next to him is very partisan. Now, keep in mind, that gag order, when it was put in place by the this judge said that Trump could not speak ill about anyone on his staff. Well, everyone was brought back into the courtroom. There were a few sidebars, and the judge asked Trump who he was talking about. His lawyers responded, and Trump said that, or his lawyer said that Trump was talking about the judge and the person sitting next to him, who was Michael Cohen, who was testifying at the time. Now, I need to just, again, back up a little bit to explain what it looks like in the courtroom. In this courtroom, the judge is in the middle. To his right is his court clerk. To his left is the person testifying. So the judge took it that Trump was talking about his court clerk, which would have been a violation of this gag order. There was a break in the courtroom, and then once lunch had come back, yep, the good. judge made Trump take the stand and under oath say who he was talking about. Former president took the stand and again said that he was talking about the judge and Michael Cohen in his comments. Well, the moment Trump left the stand, the judge said this, as the trier of fact, I find that the witness is not credible, and he was referring to my law clerk. He fined the president $10,000. Now, again, the former president, $10,000. This is the second time that he has received a fine based off of this gag order and violating it. Now, Trump's attorneys at this point are fighting back, essentially saying that he can't say he was lying. He just took the oath. And they also were complaining about the fact that this law clerk is seated right next to the judge, calling it unusual when law clerks are typically sitting usually in front of the judge in a courtroom. So there's a big back and forth about this law clerk. Trump's attorneys arguing that they're getting this case tried by two judges because of the position of where this law clerk is standing, or sitting rather. Uh, the, the judge said that he has reconsidered what he, this fine, and he's keeping with it, $10,000 fine against the former president for those comments that he made earlier today. So a lot of drama happening in regards to the gag order. This is in addition to the drama that has been folding all day with Michael Cohen, the former uh, personal attorney of Donald Trump on the stand. Uh, but that is what we're hearing right now from the courtroom about a $10,000 fine again against the president in regards to this gag order. Wolf. Very interesting indeed. $10,000. Uh, that's the fine. Uh, obviously for Trump, that's not a whole lot of money, but it's still significant indeed. Caitlin Collins is working her sources as well. Caitlin, what's your reaction? What, are we, what, what should we uh, interpret this development as being? I mean, well, this gag order has only been in place for 22 days, and now Trump has been accused of violating it twice. He has now been fined twice. This fine that Bryn was just reporting there, it is double the fine that happened the first time. And that first fine was because, of course, Trump's post initially about the judge's clerk, that the judge said he didn't believe Trump uh, was referring to Michael Cohen today. The judge believed that he was again referring to that same clerk. 
that is something that Trump had po posted at the beginning of October, claiming that this clerk was running this case, implied that she was Chuck Schumer's girlfriend, obviously both baseless claims that Trump had posted simply because there was a photo of this clerk and uh, Senator Schumer posted online. And so the judge put it in place then saying, you know, you can talk about me, but do not talk about the court staff. And he is taking this very seriously, Wolf. And you're right that $10,000 is, is not a lot of money for the former president. But, I mean, he doesn't like to be fined any kind of money. He doesn't like to pay any kind of legal fees. So I do think the notion of the fine in and of itself is not something that'll that'll sit well with him, that he'll obviously, he won't be just completely dismissive of it. But it does show how seriously the judge is taking this, Wolf. And I think there's a reason why, because... When Trump posted this, of course, it goes out to hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people. And the reason he got that fine the first time was because the statement was left up on his campaign website. It was deleted from his Truth Social account, but it was left on his campaign website, which they claimed was inadvertent. The judge still fined them $5,000 for it. And now Trump is uh, claiming that this person is partisan again. As he was saying that to the reporters outside in the hallway, he was saying the person sitting next to the judge, his attorney, Chris Kyes, tried to claim he was talking about Michael Cohen, who, of course, was just a few feet away in the witness box. But the judge was not buying that excuse. And his concern is that someone is going to get killed. That is the quote that the judge used today because Trump is targeting lower level court staffers and going after them in this situation. And of course, I think you have to look at this wolf through the bigger picture here, which is this is not just happening here in this courtroom in Manhattan. You're also seeing it play out in the courtroom in Washington, where Judge Chutkin there imposed that limited order because of what Trump has been saying about special counsel Jack Smith, about the prosecutors who are working for the special counsel's team. And of course, what he has been saying even about the court clerk, uh, the judge's clerk who is sitting here in that courtroom today. And so what I think the biggest takeaway here is not the fine in and of itself that it's $10,000. It's that this gag order has been in place less than a month. Trump has now violated it twice. And the concern that the judge here has is that this could have serious consequences on people's lives, regular people's lives who are involved in these matters. Important points indeed. I want to get some legal analysis from our Ellie Honig, who's been watching and monitoring all these important developments as well. Ellie, uh, what, what, what do you think? Well, well, so this is this happened very quickly, and I think the most important takeaway here is that Donald Trump took the stand. He was asked questions about who were you referring to, the clerk, which would violate the gag order, or Michael Cohen, which would not violate the gag order. Trump said, I met Michael Cohen. And the judge has ruled, I don't believe you. The judge made a credibility finding against Donald Trump. And so there's a question as to whether Donald Trump can appeal this. The answer is technically, yes, he can try to appeal, but he has a very low likelihood of success because what this trial judge has done is make what we call a credibility finding. And those types of findings are usually sort of uniquely in the province of the trial judge. The trial judge will say, I was the one in the courtroom. I was the one who was able to assess his demeanor, to watch him answer. And in my judgment, this judge has now said, I do not believe Donald Trump, therefore find against him, therefore impose an increased fine. So, Ellie, how unusual is all of this? It's very unusual. It's very unusual, first of all, to see a gag order in the first place. We do see them sometimes, but usually litigants are very respectful of gag orders and are very mindful of violating gag orders. Donald Trump, as Caitlin said, has now violated this one twice. I can't really think of a case. I'm sure it's happened at some point in U.S. history, but never in recent history in any high-profile case I've seen where a person has violated a gag order or restriction on what they can say out of the courtroom two different times. And the judge 
And not just this judge, but all the judges in the Trump cases are going to have to grapple with this difficult question. How do I enforce this? Financial penalties are only so much of a deterrent when it comes to Donald Trump. They do technically have the option of ordering him locked up. I think it's very, very unlikely we see that happen here, given all the circumstances. But it's a tough situation for prosecutors, for plaintiffs, and for judges alike. So what, what happens uh, if Trump uh, violates this gag order yet another time, a third time? Yeah, so this judge has a few options at his disposal. One, he can and almost certainly will impose an increased penalty. And I would hazard a guess that he will increase the penalty a third time by more than just $5,000 in light of the resources Donald Trump has. I think the judge needs to make these financial penalties hurt a bit more if they're going to have any impact on Donald Trump. In a very extreme and very rare scenario, Wolf, a judge does have the ability to either impose bail restrictions. Well, this is not a criminal case, so we won't see that here. But you can technically lock someone up. The judge said the other day, he warned Donald Trump. He said, if it comes to it, I do have the power to imprison you if you continue to violate this gag order. But again, I think it's extraordinarily unlikely that will actually happen, but it's theoretically possible. Theoretically possible, indeed. Paula Reed's our chief legal affairs correspondent. I wonder how you see all this unfolding, Paula. Look, well, this is going to be one of the biggest challenges that the judges overseeing the cases, both civil and criminal, against former President Trump are going to face. We're seeing it playing out right now in New York. But this is also something uh, that at least one federal judge here in Washington, D.C. is also contending with. Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is overseeing the federal prosecution of former President Trump related to election subversion, she has also issued a gag order, but it is on hold right now while it's being litigated. But she, too, said she is concerned about threats made against court staffers, against prosecutors, against witnesses. Really, she pointed out people who are just trying to do their job or comply with their legal responsibilities. She said that they should not face threats. And as Ellie noted, in most cases, uh, this is not an issue. But former President Trump uh, has shown a pattern of attacking people within the judicial system, uh, as well as not having much of a reverence uh, for any limitations placed on him. And it's going to be really interesting to see exactly how these judges try to enforce this. We've seen the $5,000 fine, the $10,000 fine, talk about home confinement, even imprisonment. But Wolf, the fact is that he is a candidate uh, for the presidency. And like any defendant, he has a First Amendment right uh, to defend himself but they are all trying to put limitations on what he says about court personnel, and it is really unclear how they're going to enforce this as he continues to apparently violate it.